Freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome one and all, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening, right here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com, the network's website, republicbroadcasting.org. Today is Saturday, November 22nd, 2014. This show is live every Saturday evening right here on RBM. RBN from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That's 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Time. We have a great show lined up for you here tonight. We're going to be continuing and hopefully finishing our Cosmic Abandonment Extended Presentation on the air tonight. Cosmic Abandonment is a presentation that explores the connections between the interference theory of human origins and the current human condition that we face here on Earth in the present day. Tonight on the show, I'm going to be continuing and finishing up with part three of the Cosmic Abandonment presentation called The Unwritten Story of Our Future. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about solutions to the human condition, to the problem that has been ongoing for hundreds of thousands of years on this planet. And that problem ultimately comes down to self-loathing, a lack of self-respect due to the abandonment issues that this species has faced. And tonight I'm going to be talking about the solutions in the form of three R's, as I call them, respect, remembering, and responsibility. That's coming up on this edition of What on Earth is Happening. I want to give the call-in number right at the top of the show because I will be taking your calls in hour number two. The call-in number to join us here is 800-313-9443. Once again, the call-in number to join us for your questions or comments in hour number two on What on Earth is Happening is toll-free 800-313-9443. Just a couple of quick announcements before we get started. The Free Your Mind 3 conference is going to be the definitive event dealing with consciousness, mind control, and the occult in 
the year 2015, certainly here on the East Coast. Free Your Mind 3 coming at you in April of 2015, April 10th, 11th, and 12th. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, April 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2015, right here just outside of Philadelphia at the Sheraton Bucks County Hotel at 400 North Oxford Valley Road in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Langhorne is just north of the city limits of Philadelphia. The speakers already confirmed for the Free Your Mind 3 conference on April 10th, 11th, and 12th of next year. Bob Tuscan, Clint Richardson, Curtis the Illuminated One Davis, Dennis McKenna, Derek Bros, Ed Fortune, the, the New Jersey Weed Man, Freighter X, Freeman, Fritz Springmeyer, Jay Parker, John Vibes, Josie the Outlaw Wales, Larkin Rose, Mark Devlin, and Mark Passio. An all-weekend pass to Free Your Mind 3, one of the most affordable uh, three-day pass ticket prices for a conference of this magnitude, only $130. Tickets are on sale now, and the best way, ladies and gentlemen, that you can support the efforts of the Free Your Mind Conference, its speakers, and its organizers, is to buy your ticket in advance. Do not wait until the day of the conference. Get it now. Not even waiting until the new year. Now is the time to buy your tickets for this event if you know you want to go to the Philadelphia area and be present in person at a great event like this where you can network, meet speakers, meet all other people of uh, a very like mindset to yourself and carry those relationships on into the future. The Free Your Mind Conference is going to be the event of this magnitude and type anywhere in the world next year. So get your tickets in advance at freeyourmindconference.com. Freeyourmindconference.com is the website. Okay, with that having been said, I have a couple more quick event announcements. Uh, there are still whatonearthishappening.com t-shirts available. What on Earth is Happening t-shirts available, I should say. Promotional t-shirts that I printed um, for the um, Demystifying the Occult seminar in uh, Connecticut uh, in October. Still have uh, plenty of t-shirts uh, left over from that event. So if people want to receive a What on Earth is Happening promotional t-shirt, as a gift in return for a voluntary donation to what on earth is happening, you can go to the news section or just click on the link that is at the very top of the latest news items on the left-hand side of whatonearthishappening.com. You'll see it says what on earth is happening, promotional t-shirts now available. You just click that link. You could get a, a couple of images of the shirt design and then you click the uh, email link that is listed there to email me about how to go about uh, receiving one of these shirts uh, as a free gift in return for a voluntary donation to What on Earth is Happening. There is also a donation button on the left-hand side of the whatonearthishappening.com website. If you feel that you have received value from the information that has been shared on both the What on Earth is Happening radio show and the website through my uh, video uh, videos and podcasts, you can feel free to make a voluntary donation to help support my work so that I may continue that work into the future. So with that having been said, um, let's jump into the material for tonight's show. As always, there are images for the show posted with both the live show and with the podcast. Tonight's podcast will be podcast number 176. We're slowly working our way up to that 200 mark. So 
Um, you can, uh, if you're listening uh, live, you can go to the What on Earth is Happening radio show page, and underneath the player for the tonight's broadcast, you'll see images for tonight's show, and then underneath that, you'll see Cosmic Abandonment Slides Part 1 and 2. We're well into uh, Part 2, and we're going to be beginning tonight with slide number 174. Now, if you don't want to follow along with the links, the numerical links that open up like a little pop-up window uh, right in your browser, you can click the link that says uh, all cosmic abandonment slides, download them here, and uh, that's a zip archive that you could decompress on your own computer and then open up in whatever image viewer you happen to prefer and follow along with the slides that way. So let's start at image number 174, which is the slide that I left off on at the end of last week's show, in, at least in the presentation section of last week's show. We were talking about self-loathing as being one of the underlying, if not the very most important underlying psychological conditions that has led to the perpetuation of the current human condition of slavery. Uh, only a people who are self-loathing and ultimately do not have a deep personal relationship with themselves and their own inner uh, aspects of their personality and psyche can allow themselves to continue to be enslaved or con to continue to be harmed or continue to harm themselves. There has to be an amount of self-loathing present within the personality, within the, uh, you know, the nested shadow material of the psyche of the individual. Self-loathing is the ultimate condition that we have to overcome as a species if we're going to free ourselves and operate on this planet as we should be operating in harmony with natural law and uh, as sovereign beings. So what is the force that we have to understand that overcomes self-loathing? We'll pick that up right on the other side of this break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're talking about the over the underlying condition of self-loathing as being one of the prime psychological conditions that causes people to continue to accept and remain within the state of slavery as a species. Slide number 174, I have the, uh, the slide is about self-loathing, and I have the image up there of a golem creature, a creature that's made by someone else, a creature that doesn't even think its own thoughts, has uh, animation kind of breathed into it by its master, and it's just a, like a flesh robot, and it's saying, I have suffered, and therefore I shall cause suffering unto others. 
You know, what is that a being that cares about itself? Is that a being that uh, really has any developed self-respect? You know, no, it's, it's a being that is ultimately trying to say, I'm not truly responsible for what I do or what I cause in the world, for what I put out there into the universe, and they think good things are going to happen to them. Doesn't work that way, folks. Not according to the principle of correspondence under natural law. What we put out is what we're going to receive back from the universe. You know, so as long as we're in a condition of self-loathing, expect more suffering heaped down upon you because of how you think about yourself. Self-loathing is the underlying psychological condition that causes people to attempt to abdicate their own personal responsibility to exercise conscience and to fall into patterns of willful ignorance, order following, and justification of immoral behavior. Only a self-loathing individual will fall into those patterns. Willfully remaining ignorant, continuing to do things that they know are just horrible for them, following orders of other people who they think somehow know better than them, and they just want to follow them because they don't want the responsibility of choosing right over wrong for themselves, and justifying their continuation of their their choosing of immoral behaviors. Self-loathing is created when earlier trauma has been suppressed and buried into the subconscious mind. In order for someone to truly hate themselves, there had to be something traumatic happen to them. And they don't want to deal with it at a conscious level. They want to bury it into the subconscious, keep it there, and never deal with that shadow psychological material. Again, the brilliant... Uh, teacher Michael Tessarion has likened this to continuing to eat off of a dirty plate day after day after day without doing any of any cleansing in the mind. He likens, you know, compares the word uh, sanity with sanitation, both referring to cleanliness. To clean up something is to make it sanitized. Well, that's what we have to do to the mind and make the mind sane. You know, we need to work with that shadow material, clean it up, deal with it, confront it face it, recognize its presence, and then work with it. We don't want to do that. The mind's going to remain in a totally deplorable condition. And it's going to be largely operating at the level of the subconscious. And therefore, it's going to own our behavior without even us really consciously being aware of it. And then we just fall into the same patterns over and over again. So, so self-loathing is created when this earlier trauma has been suppressed and buried into the subconscious mind instead of being confronted, dealt with, and healed. The effects of such unresolved trauma often take the form of feelings of inadequacy and unworthiness, whether real, suggested, or imagined. And I want to focus on that term, unworthiness, because that is the key the thing that we have to overcome as a species. So many people think that humanity's nature is this way, is what we have allowed to basically happen to us, to, to the state that we've allowed ourselves to come into. And it's not our nature. It's our condition. There's a huge difference between the nature of something and the condition it happens to be in. You know, you could take a silver coin that its its basic nature is it's made of silver. But if that coin's extremely, extremely tarnished, you can't maybe maybe can't even tell that it's made of high grade, high quality silver. Okay? I mean it's just an example. It's not saying that that has any actual intrinsic value. What has real true intrinsic value is human beings. 
You know, we are the thing that we have to consider truly worthy of infinite worth as, as I'm going to get to. You know, that's the, that's the key to all of this is a total reevaluation of what it really truly means to be a human being. And stop, you know, having this negative poison worldview that human nature is somehow demonic or, or horrible or evil when that's not the case at all. Now, that's not to say let people off the hook for their immoral behavior because they've been conditioned into accepting things as they are. We should be striving to change that because that can be changed. So, you know, it all comes down to healing that self-loathing, which is what we're going to talk about today. And the only force that really counters self-loathing is self-respect. And self-respect is about moving to a different perspective. The word respect is derived from the Latin prefix re, meaning again, and the Latin verb spectare, meaning to look at, to look upon, to look at. So we put them together, re, again, and spectare, look at, respect, to look at again, to take another look at. Well, what are you taking another look at? Of course, for self-respect, you have to take another look at yourself, reevaluate yourself, honestly, without lying to yourself and say, what have I allowed myself to become? What condition have I allowed to take root? And if you honestly want that condition to change for the better, then you have to develop self-respect by looking at it, not trying to push it away, and then working with it. Working with that painful shadow material, which and there's the problem. Most people don't want to do that. They'd rather try to run away. Well, there is no running away from it. How could you run away from the self? You can, it doesn't make a difference where you go. It's going to be there with you because it, it is you. So good luck trying to run away from it. Good luck taking the escapist approach. That's what religionists do. That's what new agers tend to do. You know, and I'm not making a 100% general, 100% blanket statement. I'm saying, saying that as a generality. The very right brain among us often fall into that that trap and you know the dominators of the world are both left and right brain imbalanced that's what people have to understand they're left brain imbalanced when it comes to the you know outlash that they want to take against other people you know for them hating themselves you know they think they're in control of other people this petty sense of illusory power that they derive from you know doing violence unto other people but then you have to understand they're also in a very twisted right brain imbalanced mindset as well because they hate themselves, they have no true self-respect, they don't have any knowledge about the self, and they're willing to basically subjugate themselves and enslave themselves to whoever's giving them their orders, as long as it means I don't have to think for myself, and I don't have to engage my own personal responsibility and my own personal judgment to choose from the, the, to, to choose the difference between right and wrong behavior for myself as an individual. See, when, when you really start to gain true self-respect, you look at yourself and you say, is the action that I'm taking, does it fall within the parameters of natural law as something that I have a right to take? Is it an action that does not cause harm to others and therefore it's a right? Or is it something that does do harm and violate others and therefore it's a wrong? We'll pick this up right on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere, folks. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
know the day destroys the night Night divides the day Try to run, try to hide Break on through to the other side Break on through to the other side Break on through to the other side, yeah Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're talking about the power of self-respect to bring balance to the psychological condition of self-loathing as one of the ultimate solutions to overcoming the current human condition of slavery. Because... Only people that don't have a truly developed sense of self-love could continue the condition of slavery to continue to perpetuate it or could continue to accept it. And that's the thing, that's the harsh truth that most people don't want to hear and hate me for saying. But it's true nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen. Only a species that hates itself could allow itself to remain enslaved and participate in its own enslavement. And if you just sit and think about that statement for a little while, quietly with yourself, you'll realize that it cannot be any other way. Therefore, the solution is love. But the solution is self-love before any other form of love. You have to come to a personal relationship with yourself By looking at the shadow material, only self-respect can heal self-loathing and therefore to help to put humanity on the path to healing and conscience and freedom. Nothing else can do it. And let me tell you what the deep inner knowledge, the core underlying truth, principle, if you will, that has to be understood when it comes to the dynamic of self-respect as being the thing that can heal self-loathing. You have to understand that the value of the individual is infinite. That the individual has infinite worth. It's not about a group. It's not about society. It's not about anything else but understanding if you take hold of your infinite value, the infinite worth of the self, and you recognize that there's nothing that is more important than that, you're going to be on the path to healing, to understanding, and ultimately to true freedom. But so few people care enough about themselves in that regard to want to look at the things that are uncomfortable about themselves that they want to try to run away from, that they want to try to escape. They think that they can keep pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off. Well, eventually that big beast comes up from behind you and he eats you when that's your attitude about that shadow material. It doesn't go away. It grows and it becomes more and more powerful as you ignore it. This is what all the order followers have done. This is what all the willing slaves have done that perpetuates this condition. The super left brain among us, the order followers that want to just do harm to other people because they think that they can and they can get away with it. All the people who want to sit back and take it and say, oh, we just need to watch. You know, we just need to sit back and see how it all plays out. You know, not even being active participants in life. What can I do mentality? You know, I don't want to get involved mentality. 
all right brain imbalance. And then these two imbalance dynamics play off against each other to create a world of total enslavement. And all of this, because yeah, it stems from what originally had been done to us in the past. But as I said, we talked about all of that. We brought out all that shadow material. We brought out all those things that, those nasty things that nobody wants to talk about or even consider that has happened to the human species over vast stretches of time. Genetic manipulation, enslavement, you know, being made to think of other beings as, as gods somehow that have some kind of an actual right to rule over us. And then perpetuating that system down through government and religion and kingship, etc. Those systems being handed down to us by those beings. And you can you know, make the argument, oh, this was done to us. But like I said, this is the solution section. This isn't about crying in our milk, folks, you know, as a little kid. You know, our childhood's over. Now it's time to actually recognize what's been done and man up and deal with it and say hey this is reality this is how it really went down what are we going to do about it now no use living in the past and saying woe is us it happened already nothing you could do about the past the past is done it's that which is it's the truth you either recognize it and accept it and then move on and do something about it or you live in a state of denial this is about looking at the truth, recognizing it's, it's a horrible condition, and saying, but what are we going to do about it now in the present moment where all power lies to create change, to create positive, lasting change? The answer is recognizing the infinite value of and infinite worth of the individual. See, that, that's what, if people ask me one of the things that brought me up out of my grave, out of my total unconsciousness, that was it. I was laying there in total depression, recognizing what I had partaken in, recognizing what kind of a, a person I was. And I said, well, you could deal with this two ways. You could lay down and die and let the world beat you. Or you can say, I'm worth more than this. They didn't beat me. They may have used me for a time, but I love myself more than that. And I'm going to rise above that condition because I have the strength and I have the willpower and I have the self-motivation and I have the self-love to do that. These are what the solutions are. So... You know, this is all about that one overarching principle. The infinite worth of the individual. The infinite worth of the self. So that's slide number 175 about self-respect. And you could put the word self-love in in place of that. They're equivalent as far as I am concerned. Self-respect is self-love and vice versa. Because it is turning the attention toward what really matters. What's going on within. And ultimately that's a process of remembering. Again, this is the three R's. Respect, remembering, and responsibility. When you start looking at the self, you start to discover what the self really is. The deep core aspects of it that underlie consciousness. That are the expressions for consciousness. Again, people will say, you know, the ancient mystery traditions have said to know the self is the ultimate commandment. 
You know, that's what we're here for. It's the ultimate dynamic that's going to bring about healing and freedom. That's why it was kind of their mantra, you know, know the self, know the self and you will know the universe and the gods. Only knowledge, the knowledge of truth is going to set us free. That's it. Nothing else can do it. So this is a process of remembering who we actually are. That we are a byproduct of our thoughts, emotions, and actions. That's ultimately what we express in the world. That's how our consciousness expresses itself. And either we come to a fulfillment of those aspects of consciousness or we fail to develop them. Again, I really like the way the teacher Michael Tessarion, teacher, researcher, kind of has this idea that we're here to develop a soul. A lot of people insist we have a soul or we are a soul. You know, maybe we're here to work upon the soul, to develop it further. You know, it's not just a static thing. It's something that you work upon like a, a sculpture of some kind. And you put the more energy and attention and focus you put into it, the better it becomes. So if we work with the thoughts, emotions, and actions, and we develop them to their full potential, we're developing the soul. And if we don't, we're going down deeper and deeper into darkness. And that suffering and that pain, is good. we're going we're to have to learn through that pathway. That dark left-hand path. Instead of taking the straight, albeit quite narrow road directly to the truth. If we develop our thoughts, we arrive at knowledge. We arrive at a deep understanding of what is going on around us and why we're here and who we really are. And then we will ultimately use that to do the right thing in the world, which is what wisdom is all about, right action. If we fail to develop our true holistic intelligence, we're going to be stuck in a condition of ignorance, which is where most of humanity is, clinging to illusion, vested in the illusion, wanting to prop up the immoral system that exists all around them, believing in the false idol of money above everything else, and authority. 100% lost in the land of illusion attached to things that don't even really exist in nature. We'll pick up this all-important process of remembering. It's all about knowledge of self, folks. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio, my website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're talking about solutions to the human condition of slavery. And we talked about self-respect and recognizing the infinite worth and infinite value of the individual as being one of the underlying psychological conditions that really has to be developed in order to counter the self-loathing that is so prevalent in today's society that gets people to accept and participate in their own enslavement. 
Uh, we're on slide number 176 of the Cosmic Abandonment presentation talking about remembering the knowledge of oneself and the expressions of human consciousness, the true holy trinity of thought, emotion, and action, or as it has been known, mind, spirit, and body. And we have to bring those together such that they are not in contradiction, such that as we think, so we feel, and so we act. As we think in the mind, so we feel through our emotions, the spirit in which we take our actions, and then so we act with the body. And those three elements of consciousness are in non-contradiction, unity consciousness. Again, we were talking about you know the fulfillment of these expressions of consciousness versus their failure or the uh, inactive. Uh, aspects when we don't put these to their best use in the world during the time that we have. So, you know, in thought we can come to knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, or we cannot actively engage our holistic intelligence and remain in a state of ignorance, foolishness, and naivete, believing anything that is put out there for us to believe, refusal to look at information that is out there, that can help us to understand what's going on. Most people aren't nescient because there's plenty of information out there. They're ignorant. They will willfully ignore the truth because they have this idea deep down nested in the subconscious mind. If I'm ignorant, I can't be made to be responsible for what's going on around me. And that's folly in and of itself, that kind of thinking. We're responsible regardless of whether we know or not because the truth was out there. It was all around us at all times. If you didn't take it into yourself, that's, that's on you. You know, the emotional aspect, the emotional expression of consciousness, its fulfillment is what I have called true care, the generative principle, empathy for all, you know, the high, high expression of love, not the, you know, bodily or just romantic love, not even just, me you know, mental, you know, deep understanding or affinity with a concept, not that kind of love, but the fully open and expanded form of love known as agape, which is care for all, care of injustice going on anywhere. Because if it's taking place even with one individual, it's happening for all. The understanding that as one suffers, all are suffering. True compassion. True care. That's the generative principle of the universe. That's what drives everything ultimately. The failure of this, of course, is apathy, indifference, callousness. How much callousness and apathy is going on in society? How many people just don't care about the injustices or sufferings or just just the everyday, uh, you know, things that people are that is uncomfortable for people that they happen to be going through? How many callous people are out there that just try to go by whatever corporate policies are out there and don't treat people as human beings? You see this constantly every day. They've just become so callous to people around them that for a paycheck, you'll just do whatever some heartless corporation commands of you to do. 
and try to blow it off and justify it like that's just what I do for a job and this is just this isn't who I am this is just what I do it's just I'm making a living nonsense you're putting that energy out into the world through your behavior it is becoming who you are you're allowing that to become who you are I'm not telling anybody you are your job saying that's what they're in that's the attachment the mindset they're in with that kind of an attitude that I don't care about how, how this affects others that kind of callousness in the world and it's all too prevalent and there's all way too few people who are willing to call people out on that BS that they exhibit in their everyday lives on a daily basis and get up in their face about it and tell them it's not acceptable and then the the final expression of the remembering of who we are in consciousness is our actions with the behaviors we actually put out into the world that affect not only ourselves but other others around us the fulfillment of which is courage willpower the development of the will the true will and persistence never giving up never giving in never allowing this world to defeat you and put you down and take you off the battlefield take you off the field of action that takes tremendous courage you know what it takes way more courage to uh, to exercise the willpower and persistence to renew the resolve to continue to do that work that takes way more courage than ever even beginning it let me tell you something folks the day i began doing what i'm doing i i tossed the die the die is cast already i knew what i was getting involved in i knew the enemy i'm facing and up against i know it definitively definitively because i worked with them So there's no doubt in my mind the kind of evil I'm up against. None. And let me tell you something. It's way more, it takes way more courage and way more willpower to continue to do that on a daily basis than it ever did to start doing it. When you start doing it, you start to develop that will even more. That's what it's it's like any other task. You want to get good at it? You got to practice. You got to keep doing it over and over and over again. It's like playing an instrument, you know, getting good at anything, computers. You name you name the skill, art. The failure of the active component of consciousness is when we are lazy, cowardly and submissive. You know, we let people push us around and we stop trying and we say, that's too hard or I don't want to do that. Laziness, cowardice, and just laying down to the control system. That whole mindset, what can I do? Plenty. You can get involved in any one of tens of thousands of areas that can help the cause of human freedom. It's it's about... Asking what help others need for at first. Or just going out and finding something that you're good at doing and then just doing it. It's real simple, folks. There's nothing to it but to start doing it. You know, and you'll build yourself up as you go. I talk about constantly how I feel I waited too long to even start talking about all of these topics with what I knew previously. 
At least, at least I finally did get up and start doing it. So the question becomes on this chart on slide 176, you know, which column do you want to fall into? You know, what do you want to be said when you're, when you're gone and you're no longer in this world? Do you want it to be said that you were a person who fulfilled those expressions of consciousness or one who ended up as a total fail? That's all it really comes down to. I know I won't be able to look back on what I did here on earth and say I did nothing. I know it will go on to affect other people and it will have a ripple effect and go and move outward as more and more people understand it and then become become teachers of it themselves. So it's ultimately all about knowledge of self. That's what helps you to develop that self-respect. These two dynamics work hand in hand, folks. Hand in hand, self-respect and the knowledge of self, remembering who we really are. And the fulfillment of that remembrance, that knowledge of self is the knowledge that we are sovereign. And I'll get into the definition of that word, that all-important word sovereign on the other side as we wrap up the extended Cosmic Abandonment presentation. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Uh-huh. Let's climb through the tide. everyone you're listening to what on earth is happening right here on rbn i'm your host mark passio my website what on earth is tonight we are wrapping up the extended version of the cosmic abandonment presentation at some point in the future i am going to go back and start to uh, present some source material on some of the information within the cosmic abandonment presentation however I feel that this is probably a good time to start uh, jumping off into topics that I've really wanted to be talking about and covering, um, you know, on what on earth is happening for a while. And um, some of the issues that I'm going to be getting into is uh, order following. It's going to be my topic at the Free Your Mind conference. I think this is something that really, really has to be deeply understood where this comes from. It has to be understood that we have to reach the minds of these house slaves of society you know i'm just going to come out and call them what they actually are until you reach their minds we're not going to be making any progress you know or you know what is going to have to happen is going to be really horrific that is going to be something that people can scarcely even imagine to secure any modicum of remaining freedom that is left in in this on this planet for human beings But if we can reach the minds of these order followers, maybe we could change the result for the positive without having to go down the path of bloodshed. But um, 
I'm also going to be getting back into the importance of gun ownership and restressing that repeatedly on this broadcast and really helping, trying to help people to understand, you know, the concepts of how important the, the people who originally created this country and essentially were, you know, not all the way enlightened, but we're trying to help get, give people some modicum of an, of an idea, of an understanding of what it meant to be a free, free being. And again, you could make all the claims that you want and say everything about how, you know, well, they didn't support this for all people. And yeah, I get that. And yeah, we, we also engaged in conquest of this territory, of this actual physical land. And I guarantee you they're sons and daughters are still paying the the brunt of the the karmic consequence for them doing that but my whole point here is through the idea of self ownership and the ownership of the ability to defend yourself through weapons you know and the importance of the of the understanding of the second amendment the concepts laid down in it the importance of understanding what the militia even is I'm going to be going back into that material again because I don't think it can be overemphasized, particularly at the time in which we are living. You know, and I said at the end of my uh, demystifying the occult seminar, folks, if you're unarmed at this point, you're a very naive and even stupid individual. I'll come right out and say it. You know, I, I think at this point, it's more important to be armed than it is to have food on the table. That's how important I think firearms ownership is at the point in which we are living in history. So, you know, that's another topic I'm going to get into. And, and yet another topic I'm going to be getting into when I talk about, you know, order followers is how important the awakening of women to the truth is going to be in helping to get these order followers out of their mindset. And, you know, I'm going to say some unpopular and controversial things when I start talking about the mindset of women in our culture in the modern day and how deeply the cultural conditioning affects them, even in many cases, much more so than it is affecting the male population. I'm not saying both contingencies are not super brainwashed, but I'm going to specifically get into the the mind control targeting of the female population. So it should be quite interesting and even controversial topics that are going to be brought up on this radio show in the coming weeks and months, as I stay on those topics probably for months. So for now, I just want to uh, briefly make one more quick event announcement, then I'm going to jump back into the uh, material, and then I'm going to take your calls in the last couple segments. But um, I just want to mention to everyone that I was interviewed on the Vinnie Eastwood show this week on um, Wednesday night, November 19th. Uh, it was a roundtable discussion with a few other individuals. Bill Turner took part in it, Clint Richardson, and of course, Vinnie Eastwood. And uh, we talked about the pros and cons of the uh, free man on the land movement and the straw man slash legal fiction, uh, you know, the separating from the legal name and legal fiction concept. And, um, you know, I think that uh, just, I'll just let everybody know that interview is posted on my website in the news section where all my radio interviews are posted. Uh, I definitely encourage people to download that and check it out. I just, you know, think that I was, you know, once again, when it comes to a lot of these roundtable discussions, I see myself as the most extreme individual uh, from my standpoint of freedom. 
And it's like, you know, I don't think our freedom needs to be negotiated with anyone. It's already our possession. We need to secure it. The end. You know, that's it. You need to be willing to do what's necessary to secure what's already yours. Isn't that what responsibility for something is? That's my definition of responsibility. It's a huge part of my definition of responsibility, you know, and it comes down to this notion of remembering who we are to go jump, you know, use that as a springboard to jump back into the the, the material. On slide 177, I, I explained the word sovereign. The word sovereign is derived from the Latin adverb super, meaning above, and the Latin noun regnum, meaning rulership or control. So we put them together. The, the first part of the word sovereign, sover, comes from the Latin super, suver, meaning above. And then reign, the word reign, comes from the Latin regnum, R-E-G-N-U-M from the Latin rex regis, meaning king. Regnum is the rulership of the king or the control of the king, his control or rulership. Thus, a sovereign means one who is above control, super regnum, above control, not a subject to control, not a subject to the rulership of another, one who is above the rulership or control of another, or in other words, in one word, someone who is free. And people still don't understand this. You say the word sovereign to them. Are you sovereign? Well, if the answer is no, that means you've just said you're a slave. The, the, if somebody says, are you a sovereign? And the answer comes back, no. The next question should be, well, then who owns you? Because what you're asking is, do you own yourself? When you ask somebody, are you sovereign? You're saying, does someone else have ownership and rulership and control over you? And therefore, are you their property? essentially. You know, if somebody says they're not sovereign, that's basically what they're admitting. Oh, you are owned by someone else? Well, you, could you please then tell me who, who your rightful owner is in the natural world, in reality, who actually owns you and is responsible for what you think, feel, and do? You know, that, that's the next question that should be asked. Because what sovereign means is free, above the rulership or control of someone else, not under... The, uh, under jurisdiction of someone else, not someone else's subject, not someone else's slave. Sovereign means free, not a slave, a free being. And by that definition, all beings in the universe are sovereign beings because there is no such thing as legitimate slavery. All claims of slavery are inherently illegitimate. Meaning all claims of slavery are morally wrong. All conditions that, you know, take on the form of slavery are morally wrong conditions and are therefore invalidated. The problem is so many people continue to give validation to the slavery system by even being willing to, to negotiate with it. And therein lies the problem. They don't understand their sovereignty. Moving on to slide number 178. And, you know, that that knowledge, that part of self-knowledge is part of the remembering process. You have to get to a point where you know, you remember, oh, I'm a free being. I always have been a free being. But I've just been accepting this condition of slavery and in many cases participating with it. Talking about participating with it, you know, slide number 178, you know, has the, the most 
least mature and the most responsible people among us that are responsible for the perpetuation of the human condition of slavery, namely the police, regardless of what country they're, they're in or what time period they're in. This is about personal, individual responsibility, getting out of collectivist mindset of trying to say, this is for the betterment of the group, or the group says that this is okay, so it is. No. That's not how natural law works. That's not how the truth of reality works. Either something is right inherently by nature or it is not. Doesn't matter how many people agree with it. Doesn't matter how many people condone it. Doesn't matter how many people support it. An individual's personal responsibility to choose right action over wrong action for themselves as an individual always belongs to them. It is always their own responsibility. They own it whether they want to or not. One can only make a claim that they can abdicate that. We'll pick this up on the other side, folks. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Stay with us. We'll be right back. is happening right here on RBN. Continuing with the extended cosmic abandonment presentation, I'm going to attempt to wrap it up this evening. We're talking about the three R's. Self-respect, remembering who we truly are, and personal responsibility. This is what is going to get us out of the current human condition of slavery, ultimately. And they are all things that we have to work with individually in our own psyche. It's not a external solution. It's not an external thing, folks. If you're expecting that, you're expecting what is never going to ultimately happen. People have to heal themselves because they care enough about themselves to do it and they take the personal responsibility to develop the knowledge that can heal them. We're talking about that personal responsibility. And the people who don't want it more than anybody else, who think that they can pass the buck on to someone else who's giving them an order. It's just my job. I'm just doing my job. I'm just following my orders. No, you're just being a good little Nazi slave. You know, you're just being a, a, a good little house slave. That's what you're really saying. And think about it. Can somebody who accepts slavery for themselves and others really care about themselves? Are they a real man? Is that a real man? Is that what a real man is? Has nothing whatsoever to do with being a real man. You're so attached to the system. You're so worried about chaos. I'm so worried about the bad guys. I mean, you, these people sound like little, tiny, little boys who, who, whose, whose mommy and daddy d- didn't pay enough attention to them, didn't give them enough love, you know? I'm worried about the bad guys out there. You're working for the bad guys out there, clown. 
You're already working for them. You're working for the demons of this world. News flash for you. And you're so stupid you don't even know that. Because your face hasn't seen the inside of a book since you were in kindergarten. That's the problem with these people. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm not going to be ruled by dumb people who don't want personal responsibility for themselves and are afraid of danger lurking around every corner. Because that's no real man. So they're certainly not going to rule me. You know, that's all I'm saying. You know, my die has been cast a long time ago, though, folks. I don't really care anymore, you know, about what I say. Because I'm not going out. If I'm going to go out of this world, I'm not going out of this world quietly. Let's just leave it at that. I'm certainly not going to go out at the hands of, you know, in the dynamic of laying down to little boys who aren't even real men. You know, they're so attached to this system that they're willing to give over their life for something that doesn't even mean anything. All it ever has meant is slavery. You know, and people think that they're good people, that they care about themselves. They don't care about themselves, let alone anybody else. And yet, these, these are the people who serve the gods of old. You think people like this didn't exist? Tens hundreds of thousands of years ago they served the beings who came down here and told us we're your gods same kind of people serving those demons then as are serving the modern demons of the world the progeny of those beings that came here and did what they did to us 100,000, 200,000, 400,000 years ago Nothing's changed because the mindset hasn't changed because these people still hate themselves, still think that they're, they're not worth more, still want to accept the condition of slavery, still want to abdicate something that can never actually be abdicated, your own personal responsibility to choose right from wrong for yourself. You can only make that claim that you could abdicate personal responsibility for moral choice to someone else. This can never actually be done in nature. Your individual personal responsibility for your own behaviors always remain your own property. That always remains with you and can never be given to someone else. So responsibility isn't how much money you make. Can you put food on the table? Can you have this kind of a house or this kind of a car? That's not what real responsibility is. hate to burst the bubble of idiots and morons out there who think that that's what the measure of personal responsibility is because it is not and never was the measure of personal responsibility is how much knowledge do you have about what the difference between right and wrong behavior is and how much are you going to accept that the choice of actually making that behavioral decision always lies with you as an individual and can never be put off to any other individual. That's what real responsibility is. It's accepting conscience and saying, I'm going to accept that this is the judgment that I have to be making. I have to weigh these actions in the balance and say, is that action a human right under natural law? And if it's, the answer comes back no, I'm not going to take that action for any amount of compensation, 
for any promises, for any condition, for any amount of comfort, and certainly not for any amount of money. That's what being a real man is. That's what being a real woman is. Taking that as your own property, your own responsibility. So at the bottom of this slide, I've just simply put, you know, three sentences. Grow up, think for yourself, and stop following orders. That's how you'll know you've entered cosmic adulthood. When you recognize following any orders, doesn't matter who they're coming from, is utter childishness, utter slavery. And you're not only putting yourselves in those chains, you're putting your children and those who come after them in, in, in those chains that you have forged. Slide 179, regardless of how troubled it may have been, humanity's childhood is over. The past is the past, folks. I, you know, this section is not to beat people down further. It's a solutions section. It's to explain to you what was done is done. Now, you, you got to accept it and live in the present moment as any other trauma. Okay, did trauma happen? Yes, it did. Well, we have to accept that. There's not, the past cannot be altered. The question becomes, what are you worth? Are you worth picking yourself up and dusting yourself off and then moving forward? Is the measure of yourself as an individual going to be, not how many times life has beaten you down, but how many times you're going to get back up and say, take your best shot again. See, because my worth as I see it, is infinite. I'm not just going to sit down and lay down to slavery. And that's what reversed, that realization is what reversed my mindset. And it all came full circle back to the self. But not in the way that I originally saw the self. Saw it in a whole new light. And it wasn't about just serving personal selfish interest anymore. It was about knowing the truth and helping other people to understand it as well. To get into the slipstream of the will of creation and do that great work. Fearlessly. Regardless of what happens to the flesh. That's what the, work, the soul work is. The soul journey is to do that work. And as you do that work, you're working upon the soul. Our choice as a species, ladies and gentlemen, is to accept cosmic adulthood or perish. To accept it and enter it. Because we are not children anymore. We're adolescents trying to move into adulthood that have really screwed things up and kept them in a screwed up condition. Yes, again, trauma was done to us. Accept, I accept that. I, I recognize that. But that doesn't mean you sit there and you keep beating up on yourself, never develop self-respect, never develop self-love, never develop personal responsibility. It means you recognize something bad happened, but I have more worth than to let that beat me down and hold me down. And so therein lies the choice. Do we grow up as a species? Because the only other answer is <laughs> we're going away as a species. That's the only other real choice. So is there a choice involved is the question. I guess that is a choice, you know. 
Do we have enough self-respect to dust ourselves off from the trauma that happened and say, what are we going to do about this now? Are we worth more than this condition? And we either choose to do that work upon ourselves to help others come out of this conditioning and change the dynamic that's going on 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 this planet or we're going away permanently, folks. everyone you're listening to what on earth is happening i'm your host mark passio my website what on earth is just going to wrap up a few final thoughts for the extended cosmic abandonment presentation as i said humanity's ch- uh, troubled childhood is over and we are in our cosmic adolescence moving toward cosmic childhood and the answer is to stop believing in all the illusion and fantasy that we've been fed regarding authority and money, and religion, and all the other systems of enslavement that we are completely attached to and controlled by. They only ever have been systems of control to limit us and to make us look at our self-worth as being limited when in fact it is of infinite value. Slide 180, the, the ultimate answer is the deep understanding of natural law and its underlying principles. The, the objective, inherent, in nature difference between right and wrong behavior. Conscience. The ultimate sovereign on the throne of the universe that will never be and can never be dethroned. The boundary conditions that ultimately govern nature and govern the behavioral decisions of the individuals within it. That's the key to everything, folks. Slide number 181. It's the key. Natural law and its understanding is the key that can unlock all the locks on all the doors to all the cages of all the prisons everywhere in creation. That's how powerful that knowledge is, which is why it is the most occulted knowledge. All of the other things, all the other distractions, all the movements, all, you know, the the heroes and, and... you know, uh, saviors coming to rescue us, all those distractions, all the new age nonsense, you know, re- you know, the re- religious nonsense of the new age and other world religions, you know, all the other distractions and minutia are all there to detract from someone's attention so that they do not get to an understanding of natural law. It's all it comes down to so that they do not understand what rights are and what they are not. When we get that key and actually put it into the lock on this world and turn it, we will end slavery on this planet. And that key is natural law. And that's what our mission was here to do, folks. Slide number 182. 
Our mission here on earth, we came here to end slavery. You know, we took a mission when we incarnated on this world. And we thought, oh, we can get this done. Then we come into the world of forgetting and the world of illusion, where the conditioning is so strong from our birth. And most people are derailed from the mission for one reason or another. They bought into one illusion or another that has derailed them from performing the mission that they came here to perform which is to lead a rebellion against slavery on a planet I mean there can be no greater mission than that folks and the brothers and sisters that we came here to perform that mission with they're here we are here the question is, how many of us are actually doing the work of the mission versus sitting back and watching someone else? How many of us are actively involved in the battle plan versus sitting back and saying, oh, I see what you're doing, or I like what you're doing, or I don't like what you're doing. Well, instead of critiquing something, get on the battlefield, folks. You know, this has been my war cry for years and years now. It isn't about watching someone else do the work. It's about helping them do it. When we end this condition that the trauma ultimately brought about and then perpetuated because we didn't engage in the healing dynamics of self-respect remembering who we truly are, and then accepting our own individual personal responsibility to understand natural law and choose right action over wrong action, okay? We allowed this condition of slavery to perpetuate itself. But when we do that personal introspective self-healing work to take a look at ourselves again, recognize our infinite worth, accept who we really are and accept the personal responsibility that comes with our natural inherent birthright of sovereignty. That's when we're going to be free and that then and only then are we really going to truly exercise our birthright and step into the wider community of beings who also have gone through that transformative spiritual journey, recognize their own sovereignty and are existing and operating within that sovereignty within creation. And believe me, they're out there. Slide 183 and 4. They are out there in the cosmos. Not all the beings in the cosmos are like the beings that came to this planet and did what they did. But at the same time, they're not going to do that work for us because then we'll be their responsibility. You know, it'd be like them, you know, just taking on some kind of a, uh, an animal species halfway in between, you know, a, an animalistic state and a human state. And they, they have their own work to do upon themselves. You know, they, they don't want us to be their responsibility. They want us to be responsible for us. That's what any good adult would want for a child. Not to constantly have to look after them and, you know, constantly provide for them even into their older years. 
They would want the child to have enough knowledge and confidence and self-respect and responsibility that they're going to engage in that for themselves. So no one's coming to rescue us from ourselves, folks. It's not going to happen. You're waiting for that? You have been duped. That's all I can say. All the talk about this group's coming to rescue us, the White Hats over here, the Andromedans, this space alien group, it's all nonsense. It always has been all nonsense. If you're waiting for that, you've been duped. We have to do this for ourselves. They don't want, these other beings that are out there don't want a species that can't take care of themselves out in in the wider galactic community or the wider universal community. We're going to be confined to the nursery that Earth is, to the prison that we've turned it into, until we develop that personal respect and responsibility as individuals. So, you know, when we do that, the heavens will welcome us. The very stars will welcome our presence. We don't want to do that work. It's going to be a long and painful journey down the left-hand path into the arms of Eris, the, the goddess of chaos, who will gladly assist us in our further teaching. I, for one, would hope that people would choose the direct path that leads to the arms of Isis, the goddess of truth, you know, and then helps us to understand who we really are, what our real worth is as individuals, and that Knowledge and understanding will help guide us to wisdom, which is right action. And when we do that, we end slavery here and then we'll be welcomed by the wider community that, you know, well, we can then learn and grow from together. So, you know, to me, that's all there really, that really needs to be said to wrap this up. And that's the end of, you know, my uh, formal presentation on cosmic abandonment in the extended of variation. I do want to revisit this topic in the future soon, you know, maybe even interspersed within other shows that I'm going to be doing on the topics I already mentioned earlier, um, just to, um, you know, bring out some source material and read some things from different ancient texts that will help people to understand this information's been out there since time immemorial. And if you read these texts with the knowledge that we've already covered in these presentations, you see it in a whole new light. And then things start to really make sense to you. And there are some very important things within those ancient so-called sacred texts. We'll get into that on future shows. But, um, you know, for probably the remainder of uh, the show this evening, uh, I'll go to some callers and uh, we'll see what you have to say. And it's the topics, as always, there's never any taboo topics here. You could talk about cosmic abandonment. You could talk about anything else we've covered. Your questions, your comments, your concerns coming at you for the last segment of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with us. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We'll be right back. Thoughts control 
Everyone, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. We're into the last segment for tonight's broadcast, and we're going to go to your phones. No taboo top no, to your phone calls. No taboo topics. Anything you want to talk about? Questions, concerns, comments, coming at you right now. Let's hear from Ali in Connecticut. You're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hi, Mark. Hey. It's it's actually pronounced Eileen. Eileen. Welcome. Thank you. Um. We actually met last month. Do you remember us meeting? I do not. Um, after your demystifying the occult seminar uh, at the um, at the bar cafe in Manchester. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I just wanted to let you know right away that um, unfortunately I didn't have the opportunity this week to look at the specific source that you directed me to last week. Or to probe the document documentation in Freemasonic or Rosicrucian source literature in general as regards the topic. Um, however, I would really like to clarify my inquiry, which I began last week sure. a bit more. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel it would be helpful to me if you could illustrate a bit more for me what our world would look like, um, be like on a collective and an individual level in a hypothetical scenario where a great correction had occurred in humanity and natural law was being observed by all. Sure. What what would that it's world look ver- like? Very, very easy, actually. It's, it's actually quite simple to visualize. Imagine a simple family unit, mother, father, and a couple of children, Right? that actually cared about each other and lived in a state of true care for the needs and the dynamics of that whole unit. Now extend that to billions of people. Can you imagine that that's possible? Yeah. Well, then you're well along the path that most people are not on. Because unless that imagination is present, that can never manifest. That's what a world that would be peaceful and voluntary would be like. And that's the consciousness that the world has to get to. Until you see things as different or separate or other from something like thinking about it like that, you're, you're already in that satanic consciousness if you see it that way in that state of separation. But if you can envision that and hold that as a vision in your mind for what the world not only should be like but could very well be like, it is possible then that imagination is going, to, is, going to, is going to be what is going to propel us to actually create that scenario. Okay, and if it never makes it there, what happens to the collective? Um, it keeps suffering until it learns that that's where it needs to go for as long as it takes. The, the, the world is, has no shortage, shortage. The universe has no sh- shortage of painful lessons to provide us with. Trust me on that one. If you, in case you haven't already recognized that by just looking at the world, um, we could be here for a long, 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 long time. 
or we could tip things so far into imbalance that you know the our ability to have the uh, the experience that we're having at least on this planet goes away and then you know the soul journey will probably continue somewhere else because if you haven't recognized it as such there's no shortage of places to have experiences in this universe you know so there is no escaping the lesson it go it, it will go that way at some point it will have to you know but it is can there- it, it can tip down and go into hell worlds and hell experiences and it can tip upward and go into in you know experiences that you could scarcely envision is there a shortage of time for uh, doing the great work, yes, I would say that there is. I would say that there is a absolute moral imperative at this point to get on the battlefield and start doing what needs to be done. Absolutely. I, I am not one of the people that thinks there is an infinite amount of time in the experience that we are having to change the dynamic for the better before it tips into a really, really bad direction. We're already well along that way. So okay. my answer is there is a limited amount of time. Yes. Okay, um, one last thing. Sure. Um, last week you responded to me using the analogy of a house, of the upkeep of a house as sure. regards responsible ordering and caretaking of the interior landscape. Sure. Um, transferring this micro module to the macro module, who is in charge or who should be in charge of organizing and maintaining our collective house, so to speak? Um. Th- that would have to be done when a high high enough level of by all when a high enough level of consciousness is reached. See, to do it without that level of consciousness is very extraordinarily difficult. It's trying to put the cart before the horse. A organically organized dynamic of people who are at a high level of consciousness would be able to do that very easily, without any authority involved. Without authority involved. You know, skills might, skill sets might come into play by choosing, you know, who's better suited to do those things. But the problem is now we have a centralized authoritative way of doing that that always ends up being violent. When consciousness is developed, then you could do the, that type of thing organically and naturally without it becoming something that is based in authority, which is what a voluntary society would look like. It would be doing those things of its own volition, based on skill sets, naturally and organically. I mean, that's the best answer that I can give you at the current time. So great uh, questions, and I want to thank you for the call. Let's hear from Tom in Toronto. Tom, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. We have limited time. Hi. Uh, Great show as usual, Mark. Thank you. Uh, This week, I'm going to just talk about some uh, some symbolism. Sure. So I'm going to go off quickly. Uh, so the first one is the symbolism of hell, like, you know, hell, the underworld. I think it could actually date back to, you know, like, the gods, in quotation marks, um, actually sending people to the mine when they were bad, right? Okay. Because it was, you know, it was a hellish sort of concept. Yeah, they, uh, b- back then I- they referred to that place as the Absu, which meant the abyss, you know, the, the word abyss is almost similar to it. Uh, it meant the, the deep, literally translated meant the deep. Yep, very similar indeed. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is um, the Christian Jesus on the cross. With the, um, the cross is supposed to represent four elements or physical world. Sure. And being tied to the cross or nailed to the cross represents not having any impact on the physical world. 
and the crown of thorns represents not being able to think. So it's really uh, about being a victim to four elements. I mean, I, I do personally see the uh, crucifixion story of the, the physical man as something to try to keep people from emulating that mode. I don't necessarily see all the symbolism of the crucifix uh, in general as negative. I've kind of broken down the, the rose cross imagery as being something that's quite positive. But uh, in general, I, I like the, the, you know, the way that you're breaking down some symbolism there. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for this edition of What on Earth is Happening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I thought I heard the uh, br the music coming in on the on the uh, the top for the uh, end of the hour. But uh, so you can continue. Well, I think we have one more minute. Okay. Uh, the next one I wanted to talk about is the clay golem. It's, okay. Uh, actually, quite accurate in describing how uh, people are uh, treated. So it's really only made up of earth for action. Uh, it has some emotion in it because it's clay, but it's really about fire being used to cook the golem. Which right. That willpower is to be used on the golem. That's right. The golem has no willpower itself and has no air for Take, taking away, burning up its free will, burning up its care. You know, it just essentially is something that can act by only the direction of its master. And the last symbol I'd like to talk about is the, um, the Illuminati Pyramid. It is, people see it as they have all the knowledge, but the way I see it, it's about the eye representing knowledge and it's being trapped inside a pyramidal structure. You know, you've heard time and time again, people say, you know, I want to follow my dream, but... Re regarding the regarding the triangle, I kind of more see it as that that's that that trinity that I described earlier of thoughts, emotions, and actions, kind of encapsulating that eye of the knowledge of self. So there is the break music coming up for the end of the show. Sorry, uh, we can uh, continue that discussion of symbolism on another show, but that's all the time we have for this edition, folks. We'll see you right here next week on What on Earth is Happening. Thanks for listening. Good night. Please.